is compulsory for everyone to fast unless they are excused besides this month the month of Ramadan if there was any other month in which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fasted more it was the month of Sha'ban so if there is something we should start doing from the prophetic life it is to start fasting in this month <coughs> at least we can get used to fasting like they say get a feed of it and the least we should do is to start maybe the Monday and Thursday the Sunnah fasting on Monday and Thursday we could have even done the 13th 14th and 15th but that is too late now for those who haven't done it that is the, the white days the ayyam abid and there are great great benefits of fasting some time ago I actually read an article I think it was the BBC website in which they said that it is very beneficial for the body to fast on two days a week it's called the 5-2 and subhanallah they even specified which days we should fast which will be the most benefit to our body and they even specified that you, you should try and fast the two days on a Monday and Thursday subhanallah they're telling us after 1400 years which days to fast which we knew subhanallah science is a bit behind although this is a bonus the real objective of fasting is not that we are mindful of the health benefits rather there is something beyond that which is the spiritual benefit that inshallah I shall talk maybe from next week inshallah the health factor is just a bonus what we should be doing now as we only have less than 15 days left is preparation mashallah the community which I come from our mothers and sisters are already busy preparing for Ramadan but it is not the spiritual way it is the samosa and the pakore and all of that side that side preparation has already started and I'm talking from the my community because I know my community better than any other community something which I've been saying for many many years mashallah our mothers and sisters mostly predominantly they prepare our food all year round they prepare our food we should give him a rest in Ramadan and the sad reality is that we either we keep them engaged or they keep themselves engaged 
in preparing the meal, the preparing the food right until the Adhan of Maghrib. This is a very, very sad reality. It is very unfortunate <coughs> and it is not fair. I'll tell you why. The moments before Maghrib, before the time we actually break our fast, these are very precious moments, a very precious time to make dua and for our duas to be accepted. The same way we would like and we engage ourselves in making dua, do they not, would they not want to make dua for themselves? Have they not worked so hard throughout the whole year in preparing our supper and our meals throughout the day that we cannot give them respite in the month of Ramadan? We should stop them. Enough. <laughs> Whatever you have made is sufficient. Please sit down now. Use these last five, six, seven minutes. Talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's another thing. Topic itself, but I shall talk about it for a few minutes. My dear brothers and sisters, We don't actually understand or we may not realize that make, raising our hands and making dua is a separate act of worship. The same way salah is an act of worship, the recitation of the Quran is an act of worship, Dua is also an act of worship. Something we have neglected and something we are not doing enough. And when we say Dua, Dua does not mean that we learn a few lines we have learned 20, 30 years ago and we just repeat that, repeat that like a parrot for the rest of our lives. This is not Dua. This is not Dua. My dear brothers and sisters, du'as, du'a means you speak to Allah, you converse, you have a conversation with Allah, you talk to Him, you pour your heart out to Him. You know, just yesterday, I heard a very short speech, probably two minutes, of a sheikh who has passed away since, I don't know, he's, maybe he's passed away since six, seven years. A great, great Sheikh of Hadith, a Muhaddith of this time. He passed away in India, but mashallah, he was renowned not just in India, he was also renowned in the Arab countries as well because of his knowledge of Hadith. So this Sheikh mentioned that, that there was a person, there was a Sheikh, you know, I forgot his name. And this particular sheikh used to wake up every day for Qiyamul Layl, for Tahajjud Salah. And many a times, he would hear a voice that it is not accepted. So imagine, a great, a great scholar praying Tahajjud Salah, and he hears a voice, it is not accepted. Whatever the reason may be, that is between him and Allah. So one day his students, they must be in close proximity to the teacher and they also must have heard this, this, this voice from the unseen, it is not accepted. 
So the student said that, Sheikh, why do you continue praying Tahajjud Salah if you know that it is, it is not accepted? So the teacher said, is there any other place, is there any other door, is there any other court besides this door and this court of Allah that I can go to? This is the only court and door I can go to. There's no other place I can go to. After that, he heard a voice, it is accepted. And Allah had told him through inspiration that your acts of worship wasn't good enough to be accepted but the fact that you accepted that besides me there's no one else now I accept it my dear brothers and sisters the month of Ramadan is a great great opportunity to make dua as is mentioned in the hadith and one of those times is at the time just before we break our fast I know naturally we are hungry at that time just be at the time of sunset we are so hungry you know it's like we're gonna pounce on the food you know we're just ready to eat and drink but we must not forget that opportunity every single day before we, we break our fast we must take out a few minutes Rasulullah said that the dua made at that time is readily, is readily accepted the same way we would like to make dua at that time, we should also encourage and call our mothers, our wives, whoever it may be, to sit down next to us and to make dua with us. It is not fair that they prepare all the food, they spend time in the kitchen and we can relax in the sitting room, in the dining room and make dua. That is not fair. The month of the month you know for some people the month of fasting actually becomes the month of feasting as well many people put on weight in the month of Ramadan put it believe me or not they, because they think that from sun they think that from from dawn to sun sunset I have fasted so now I have to eat from sunset to dawn I have to eat now that they feel they have to make up that missed opportunity subhanallah The remaining 15-14 days we have left is a time for preparation. Remember, me, you all. If we fail to prepare, sorry, if we are, if we fail to prepare, then we are preparing to fail. You know, a sheikh gave a very good example. He said, look, there are many sales which happen throughout the year. He gave the example of Black Friday, which happens in November. He said everyone knows there's a sale in November, Black Friday. And days and weeks ahead, people start planning. Oh, what do we need? Oh, which website sh should we go on? Where would, where, where, would we find, where would we find the best deal? So they go, they start preparing. Even before the day Black, Black Friday comes, they prepare beforehand. So when the day comes, they will not miss that opportunity. They shall gain maximum, maximum benefit. My dear brothers and sisters, 
the month of Ramadan is coming where the reward will be multiplied. And you know, subhanAllah, let me mention one point. A very, very beautiful point. I was just hearing, I was just hearing a speech uh, from Mufti Menk, who's in East London, and he, he mentioned something very beautiful. He mentioned the famous hadith, He said, look, and he mentioned another hadith where Rasulullah says that when a person intends to do a good deed, they get a reward. Yes. And when they actually perform the good deed, they get even more reward, whether it's times 10 or times 70, times 100, times 700. And wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha, it could be even more than 700. Allah's mercy has no limits, is not restricted. He said, likewise, when a person intends to do something wrong, a sin, and for whatever reason he doesn't do it, he will get one good deed. And even when a person performs that wrong deed, that sin, the angel who, who, who is told to write it down, it, they are told to wait. The angel who writes down the bad deed is told to wait just in case that person repents and does istighfar. So anyway, so Mufti Meng said, look, we have got 15 days left. Does anyone, you know, just yesterday, subhanAllah, yesterday, a sister who my wife knows, she's my age, and she passed away yesterday. She's my age. Do you think she knew that she was, she was, she was, you know, did she know or have any idea that she was going to die yesterday? She probably was also looking forward to Ramadan. The same way you and I are also looking forward to Ramadan. Yes or no? But do we have any guarantee that we will even see the first day of Ramadan, the first Tarawi? We have no guarantee. But our Allah. Our deen and our Allah is so kind and so merciful. My dear brothers and sisters, let us make intention. Whatever intentions we shall make, that is a reward. That's why in one hadith, Rasulullah says that a person's intentions are better than his actions. A person's intentions are better than his action. Now, the point I'm trying to make is that we don't know whether we are going to see the first day of Ramadan. But one thing we can do, which is so simple, every single person can do, is make an intention. Then inshallah, one is intention, one is action. In terms of action, we can start now, preparation. You know, we can start preparing our fasting, because Rasulullah used to fast frequently during this month of Sha'ban. We can start the recitation of the Qur'an from now. So when the first day of Ramadan comes, our ability to read will be of such caliber that we will be able to read even more when, the, when, when, when Ramadan will start. And I gave this example a few weeks ago. I shall repeat that example. That this traffic light here, if there's a car stationed on the traffic light, and then there's another car which comes... 200 meters backwards and it comes, it drives, drives, it meets that car which is stationed at a traffic light and now this car which came from behind is probably doing 50, 60, 70 miles per hour 
and they had to do a race that when both cars meet, the race will start. Which car is going to win? Which car is going to win? The car which had, which already was, you know, which which had reached up, uh, 50, 60, 70 miles per hour at the traffic light, that car is going to win the race. So likewise, if we are going to wait till Ramadan starts, and then we're going to start our fast, then we're going to start you know, giving charity, then we're going to start reading the Quran. Alhamdulillah, Allah will inshallah accept it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for us, but we will not have an advantage like that car. We'll, if we want an advantage, if we want to truly prepare ourselves, let's do it from now. And let's make intentions that, oh Allah, in Ramadan, I shall do this good deed, I shall do that good deed, I shall do that good deed. You know why? Because if we are sincere in our intentions and even if we die before Ramadan, Allah will give us the reward even though we may not participate in Ramadan based on our intentions. So let us make intentions. It's totally free of charge to make intentions as long as we are sincere. As long as we are sincere, let us make intentions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me, give me, give you all the tawfiq, the ability to start making the correct preparations. You know, if you are working for someone else uh, and if you can take time off, try to take time off in the last 10 days of Ramadan because inshallah the last 10 days of Ramadan will have Laylatul Qadr. You can maybe even do i'tikaf in the last 10 days, whatever. But if, it's, if it is possible to take time out, inshallah try to take it out in the month of Ramadan. Especially in the last ten days. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanahu wa bihamdihi. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka.